What's the difference between a straight man's mustache and a gay man's mustache? I don't know. What? The smell. You nasty. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We are streaming live on our YouTube channel for all of our Patreon subscribers, and you can access that live stream by simply supporting our show on Patreon, and we're super happy if you do. But anyway, um, my name is Tom, and I'm your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing co-host, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. Your boyfriend's boyfriend. Yeah, apparently, you know, you, you have a little scent in your mustache, <laughs> and I can mustache. smell it from yeah. here. Um, but we're back. We, it's in the beard, too. It's in the beard. We are back. It's, it's in the beard. Yeah, it's a portable air freshener. Is, oh! that, is that what you call it? Yeah, but what do you do? Do you put... So So I have to... Apparently, yeah, so people are like, Jay, why do you smell like ass? Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. It's my beard. <laughs> I was on a dinner date. <laughs> <laughs> I just got back from lunch. <laughs> Don't tell Elsie. Don't tell <laughs> HR. Oh my god. Dear Elsie. No. Uh, seriously. Dear Elsie. Oh my god. So I I so, saw Elsie today, which um she was amazing. And I I was setting the screen in the back of us. I'm sorry, I forgot to set it up. Uh b- but it's done. Um Oh my God. Um, I ran into Elsie and, and you know, Elsie has an ability to make you feel like super welcome instantly when you see her because Unless she doesn't like you, <laughs> but she True. loves you. Yeah. yeah, she does. Yeah. She speaks highly of you. I don't know why, but she does. You know, a couple people do that and I don't get it. <laughs> they don't hang around him long enough. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck, fuck? What the fuck? Any fuck? Have right? you met her? <laughs> No, it, it's um, but she has just this ability, right? Um, to to just make you feel awesome, and so we ran into her today because you know, LCJ and I work together for our company, and anytime she sees, she's like. <gasps> You know, she just makes that surprise face, and I'm just like, oh, the, you know, I love her so much. She's, She's just, awesome. I love her, and I miss her, and um, we got to get her back to come down and sit with us and, and give us a little bit of her, you know, amazing insight, as she always does. Yeah. But, um, give us all a break. We won't talk much. Exactly. Because <laughs> we just sit here and sit. So Elsie also has one of those voices, right? Um, it, she, she has, like, I swear she could run a sex line. Oh. Uh. She can. She's like, hi, hi. I see. No, that was a little bit boyish, but you yeah. know, in an Elsie voice, she's like, hi, I'm Elsida. Elsida. What? What can I tickle for you today? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's the cra- It's the crazy. It's what we do. Um, but anyway, listen. We um we don't have a guest today, so we're, we're, it's, it's strictly dish all day today. <laughs> I was told I thought I he was, I I thought he was gonna line. say it's strictly dickly today. <laughs> strictly dish, strictly dish, strictly dish. Um, so th- there are a couple of things, obviously, that we want to mention. Today's a yes. very, very, very special day for members of our community. Um, those that obviously have come out because Hi guys, I'm doing fine. I had a great weekend. We'll talk about you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna you know, it's like I, I feel like You nobody, just don't care about us anymore. No, nobody wants to hear about our weekend, seriously. Oh, our, mean, our three listeners. You're I think it's two now. It's two now. Yeah. Oh, oh, because we didn't talk about our weekends. Okay, so Nick, how are you? No, I mean we can move on. No, no, fuck you, bitch. You you called me out on air, so we're gonna do it. How are you? We're backtracking. Um, I'm struggling with this camera. <laughs> That's why it's all. It is in your face. Um, no, I'm fine. I had a fine weekend. Um, it was kind of a shitty day on Saturday, so I didn't do anything. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know. a lot of laundry. I packed up some clothes that. <laughs> I don't wear anymore. They don't fit me. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. A Peloton is paying off. <laughs> Did you call it a Peloton? <laughs> what? Peloton? Pale- What's the name of that thing? Am, that I, bike thing? am I muting her? Okay, so guys, I had a rough Peloton? couple of days Peloton? at work. Peloton. I need some support yeah, right shit. now. Not. I don't need you to like just like 
I'm figuring you're losing the weight and, you know, you can't fit into them anymore. Well, I can't. Yeah, some stuff. Okay. Okay. God. Well, that, that's where we were going. So with I that. donated it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking assholes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jaybird, how are you? Uh, okay. <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Oh well, welcome, welcome to to, to get talk. This is this is what we do. Yes. Um, how am I? I oh, <laughs> don't God. care. Honestly, <laughs> I know, I know. No, it's trust me. It's been a roller coaster of emotions over the past uh, five days for me, and we'll get into that later on because I really don't want to take away from the importance of um, National Coming Out Day, and and it sort of kind of has. Um, there, there is some sort of a semblance in, in the sense that, you know, having the ability to come out and live your authentic life sort of kind of ties into where I am right now uh, with family and, and things that have happened in the in the past four days. Um, and um, I'm willing to share and, and, and get vulnerable. But um, I want to talk about National Coming Out Day. It is a day uh, for us as a community to celebrate those who have bravely taken the, you know, the jump and say, hey, this is who I am. I am a, a proud gay person. I'm a proud lesbian. I'm a proud, you know, transgender man or, or woman, or I'm a proud person who is non gender nonconforming. And we accept all of that about you, Tom. I know. I know. And and I just think it's it's a very beautiful thing. Um and, and maybe I thought we could briefly touch base on our coming out stories, right? Ugh. We've talked about them before. Yeah. Um maybe I'll go first. So Interestingly enough, and 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 it's it's very surreal to actually like think about this. I came out 29 years ago. Wow. 29 years ago. Girl. Almost three decades. I was 14 years old, and it was for me a revelation because you know, my family already knew. I have members of my family that are openly, you know, out. I have an aunt who's a lesbian. My uncle's gay. Um, my uncle is very pivotal in in teaching me the ropes uh, in the community and and making sure that you know, I I steered clear of of danger, in a sense. You know, especially growing up uh, as a, a gay young man in in the late eighties and early nineties. It was it was something that you know I. I I take with me every day, uh, but it, it it was it was also a, a sense for me of of a feeling relief in the sense that the people that I wanted to know knew and that they accepted, and I'm very blessed in in that sense that people um, that I decided to confide in and and that I decided to share that with uh, accepted me for who I am and 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 it shaped the person that I became. Right, as an adult. But yeah, it smacks me hard in the fucking face when I say twenty nine fucking years ago, man. Time flies. Well, like you're... I said to Jay earlier, mm. your skin is high and tight. High and tight. High I don't know tight. about my balding though. Well, um, no, that's also high and tight. That's... <laughs> <laughs> you I... set me up. I'm you sorry. sorry. I, I hate her. I hate her. Um, but anyway, I, I think it's such an important um, part of, of of one's journey in our community, in a sense, to to be able to 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 have the strength and the courage to to come out, because not everybody has that opportunity to do so, um, at least not safely, right? So yeah. I think um, it's it's worth mentioning. So that being said, you know, I'm, I'm going to toss it over to I'm, I'm going to give Jay an opportunity, Jay. Darling, sure. you don't identify as a gay man, but you do identify as a bisexual man. And I want you to maybe speak a little bit about um, your your come to terms, your realization that, you know, you were bisexual. And, and when did you decided to speak your truth? It's Dear been, yeah, it's been <laughs> Sorry. 23 years now. 23 years. 23 years. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've kind of known all along, you know, but officially kind of. God, I hope so. Yeah, kind of telling someone, you know, specifically right. like just saying, "Hey, this is, this is me. This is my reality. This is who I am." Right. It, 
23 years officially. Right, but you bring um, an interesting dynamic because yeah. you are in a committed heterosexual relationship with your wife. Yes. Right? And so how was that conversation like? Oh, committed. <laughs> committed could go... <laughs> I was committed. trying to be nice. Bitch. I could be committed, yeah, yeah. to a couple institutions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Put me on mute, please. <laughs> I have no comment. No High and tight. High and tight. Um, no, but yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, being, yeah. being, a, and again, the person I came out to was my wife. You know, the first person I literally came out to. Um, and I, now, mind you, this is a Latina woman. Yeah. What was her reaction? It, it, it was. It was um, only and, and first and foremost, yeah. only if you want to yeah, share. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But since I asked the question, yeah. bitch, tell us. <laughs> tell us. Um. It was. Um. It was a challenge. It was a yeah. challenge. It was a lot to take in, and I think. Um. I mean, she was aware. Um. Of my sexuality, and she was okay. Uh, I think. What became an obstacle was because I came to a point in our relationship where I wasn't 100% sure. At that time, I was still kind of unsure whether I was gay, gay, or or just, you know, needed to experience more on my own, right? Right. I guess. <clears throat> so we, we decided consciously to take some time apart. I mean, we separated. I think it was the best decision we made. Um, it was difficult. Uh, you know, living so many years together as a couple. But for me, I mean, we even went to counseling together. We spoke to our our um um to our church leaders. Um we used to go to the uh church on the green in New Haven. So Pastor mm. Gage, um, you know, I awesome love Gage that man. How, John Gage. Do we know uh, how he's doing? He's doing all right. He he actually lost his dog the other day. So Aww. they had to put him down cancer. So I follow him on, on Facebook still. So he's in Boston now. Uh, but yeah, we, we sat and we counseled with him and I spoke with him many times. And, you know, it wasn't a decision that I made lightly, right? Because, um, you know, at that time we had been married quite, you know, just over 20 years at, around that time. She's ancient. So <laughs> I've, been, I've been around the block. Oh, that, <laughs> that's <laughs> not up for debate. That's not oh, a block. You. You've been around like the, the, <laughs> the whole neighborhood. Like, the neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> but you know it, it 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 was a it was a very strenuous and difficult decision. But I had to figure out mentally and physically where I was. Mm -hmm. I and I felt it was wrong to string her along, right? Um, and I knew I knew I ran the you know I ran the risk that there was a possibility that you know that would never be an option for me again. You know. Right. Um, it turned out differently, and you know, lo and behold, we're still kind of sort of working things out. <laughs> you know, ten years day later, day, as, yeah, day should, day. as yeah. you should, as you um, should. You know, and it, it's it's um it's still an ongoing issue for me. You know, it's still something we 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 struggle with. I think I am still more reserved around her than I am when I'm with you guys hanging out right. because I try to, you know. I don't want her to feel a certain way, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and feel like she's in, uh, inferior or that I'm not interested in her because of my other feelings. Do you feel like you almost temper your um, tendencies or your comments? Like, so absolutely a hundred percent. Right. So like when I'm with certain family members, I'm like, okay, you're kind of closeted. It's again. not even like it's, it's almost unconscious. Yes. Like I, I can't I clean just, out here. I, yeah. It's yeah, but it's exactly. unconscious. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm just like taking, I, yeah. it just naturally happens where yes. you like, you already know you ha you're kind of guarded. Yeah. Right? You like shield a part of yourself. Yes. 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 Absolutely. I, um, I think, uh, I think mainly I do it because I don't want her to feel, um, less than in a way, you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's difficult for a hetero partner to accept, mm -hmm. you know, that that their partner, the person they love, isn't strictly hetero. And, right. 
And it's it's an adjustment. And I think we're still kind of working on that adjustment. Right. 10 plus year later. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. So because, you know, <laughs> we you didn't are, have a guest, but Jay, but welcome. Jay, welcome. <laughs> but, but because you are bi, does that mean that your mustache and beard has two cents? It could, depending on the night at home. <laughs> it doesn't have to be just at home. <laughs> <laughs> You bastards. I had to ask because you no, set us up. Yeah, You're the one that found that opener, yeah, by the way. That was a good opener. I it it, it really funny. was. I thought it was funny. It, you crack yourself up. Yes, which, is, which then in turn makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a minute. It took me a minute to yeah. catch up. Yeah. 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 She, she was she was somewhere. Just those, uh, you know, hetero jokes. <laughs> I cannot. Way over. No, yeah, it's, you know, it's a challenge. I think for us, it's a daily challenge. And. I think the stigma behind se- uh, being bisexual. Right. All right. So I always get, you know, I have quite a few coworkers, female coworkers that have told me, oh, yeah, I've I've experimented with women before. And for the most part, it's like, all right, cool. You don't hear that from a guy. Right. Uh, you never hear it from a guy. And I think. There are <clears> so many out there that have. Yeah, that have. So so what happens? There's still the stigma of, oh, he's bi. Yeah, he's he's just in it. For the hell of it, you know, he's just trying to get into everybody's pants, and I think that's the. I mean, are they lying? Some days, (laughs) but but correct me if I'm wrong. I also think that there's a stigma between both, you know, differentiating like females and males, right? If a female is bi or experiments, it's kind of like awkwardly more accepted. Yes, and then if a male experiments, no, they're not bi; they're gay. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like and, you and then, can't be both, right? Yeah. You can't be both and then and then you get the, you know, you you get the all the stigma that follows that, you know. Oh, they're just greedy. They just want to have sex with everybody, you know. And, and you know, they can't be monogamous or be or be with one partner because they're going to be interested in having sex with See, but but all it's these not, other options. But it's not have, even but, about being monogamous because no. what if you and your partner had an agreement that you know you want to yeah. um, have that arrangement where you want to play with other people and play with your partner and still love each other and 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 hold each other into high regard, understanding that there's a huge difference between the love that you feel from the soul and the love that you feel from from the pleasures of the flesh as wonder woman would say <laughs> yes you know yeah no it's true and i think um you know she did call them that in the <laughs> yes. movie yes, no did. i know i'm just like yeah. I, don't know. I think i think a lot of it comes down to to you know the partners and and their and what their experiences right. and acceptances um <clears throat> you know I, I know my wife definitely would not want to be in, in an open relationship. Right. You know, she is not willing to bring anyone else into the bedroom. And I understand that and I accept it. Right. You know, that's, and, I, and got, that's, I have that's to respect. Great. Yeah. Because you guys have a conversation about yeah, that. Yeah. And you talk about so that. You have to be respectful about that. about that. You know, right. if that's not an option, it's not an option. Doesn't mean I can't look. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Doesn't mean I can't flirt. Yeah. You I know? can't but tell you how many times I've walked down Fifth Avenue and be like, bitch, that outfit would look amazing on me, but it's way too expensive. Absolutely. Farming. Mm-hmm. You can window shop. You always window shop. Yeah. Every day. Uh, oh, honey, I Steam know. Steam the windows up a little bit and mm-hmm. keep it moving. <laughs> Steamy windows. So, Trisha Yearwood, how are you, darling? I'm pregnant. You're pregnant. Oh. Yeah. What's who's it mean? The, who's the father? This fucking camera. <laughs> it's all up in her. It's literally it's up in her back. It's literally up my ass. <laughs> and it's like, why are you zoomed in so much? Like what? no one needs to see and that because we want to make like, sure there's no bats hanging on the cage. She's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at him. Um, no, I'm, I'm fine. Um, no one needs to. We don't need to rehash my story right now. No, but it's National Coming Out Day. Tell us, bitch. Okay, no, here we go. Just give us a condensed version of it. Um. All right. I came out at 16. It's been 20 years for me. Proud of you. She's such a baby. Um. And I got kicked out of my house. Uh huh. I lived in on the couch in a trailer park. 
as expected and uh, <laughs> cleaned to make myself feel better about staying there. Um, ended up moving in with my best friend and a slew of shitty shit happened. Um, eventually got into therapy with my um, parents, uh, which was not necessarily productive. It, it took until um, in my view, um, my college boyfriend, Matt passed away for my parents to realize that um, this is not a phase. And um, that, I truly just love somebody the way anybody would love somebody. Right. Um, you, you know what I find funny, and I don't mean to cut you off there. What, what I find, what I find interesting, I shouldn't say funny. <clears throat> a lot of times, parents don't take shit serious until there's a death close to the family, mm. and they're like, "Oh my god, you know, so and so passed." Is you know, for example, you is Nick probably contemplating this as well. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I think that that kind of smack in the face right. reality kind of unfortunately requ- is required for some people to realize mm-hmm. we need to take a step back and maybe you know reanalyze. Yeah, and you uh, know, leading up to that point, you know, it was my sophomore, no, it was my sophomore going into junior year when it all happened. But um, the reality is like. My parents were much better at the time. Like I had moved back home. They were supporting me. You know, they, you know, quote unquote, accepted who I was. But then that happened. And and my relationships with both my, you know, with pretty much my entire family drastically shifted because they saw how much pain I was in. And my dad, you know, lost his sister growing up. There's, there had been a lot of like loss in my family and, and seeing how much pain I was in, I think triggered something in them. Like you're talking about that made them realize, Oh, okay. I don't know if it's like that they realized it wasn't a phase, but they realized like how deeply I loved someone. Yes. Um, even though that they were the same sex and it's, it's and not how, a, yeah, it's not a phase like you said. Yeah. And yeah. I asked them so many times to meet him and they never did. And I think there's some regret there. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, to this day, his family is, uh, you know, I'm so close with his family. And, um, I think, <clears throat> I think it was hard for my parents to meet them. um, but yeah, no, it was interesting. But to end this on a light note, unless you guys want to talk more about my tragic history. No, um, oh, honey, no. we have it well recorded <laughs> on this show. Um, today, <laughs> I was in a staff meeting and uh, we hadn't talked about National Coming Out Day. And I'm like, why? Obviously, As we should. that should have been the first thing on the agenda, right? right. Um, this so, is my first post at work at five in the morning. Yeah. So there is this. There, there Seriously. Was, so I'm sitting at the table and I was like, okay, so we're at open discussion. I was like, all right, so I have one thing to say. And I looked at everybody. I was like, well, in the spirit of National Coming Out Day, um, we were talking about the the key bank suite, which is the donor lounge at the, at the Schubert. And I was like, well, in the spirit of National Coming Out Day, um, there's a TV that's been sitting in the closet in the suite for over a year. (laughs) And I think it's time to liberate that TV and put it on the wall. And everybody just fucking erupted in laughter. Like everybody was dying at the table. I'm like, it's time. It's time. Everybody was like, are you sure they're ready? And I'm like, they are ready to go on the wall and get out of the closet. (laughs) I love the fact that they were at least able to actually like use pronouns and and not like, you know, force a gender on the TV. Mm -hmm. Are they ready? That's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I think about myself and I'm like, oh, wait, you know, I'm this like, you know, I'm a professional. And then like I have these moments and I'm like, oh, no, I'm like this like ridiculous person who like brings something to the table and makes everybody laugh and i'm like wait hold on i'm a director should i have just said that you know what i mean well no i i, th- I think it was a very cute way for you to to engage your peers in the in the fact that you know you can't hide the fact that it's national coming out day, no. right yeah. it's like honey my company gave me a platform to sort of kind of you know go loose mm-hmm. and i have a whole fucking sharepoint site that immediately as soon as I post something, it just goes to the entire fucking, you know, yeah. 
membership. Well, just so everyone knows, the TV will be liberated. That's amazing. And will be coming out this this week, I believe, right. and going up on the wall. Yeah, it's it's find a sticker and put it on with a little rainbow in the corner. Right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> exactly, and be like, "I'm coming." Uh, actually, you should play. You should totally like find a Diana Ross video <laughs> on it, YouTube and, and play, play it. when like operations is taking it out of the closet. Exactly. <laughs> Get like a portable battery, plug it in, and you know, make sure it's got you know an Apple TV or something connected to it, and it literally plays "I'm coming out" as it's being pushed out of the closet. That would be awesome. And if you get it on, on video, it's even better. Yep. We'll create a TikTok. Out and it would be remiss if we didn't mention, because we always mention this. Yes. Um, in the spirit of National Coming Out Day. Yeah. If it's not your time to come out, that's okay. Yes. Very important. And so, make smart decisions, because yes, if you rely on your family... For certain things, and you know that it won't be the smartest decision, right. wait until it's the right time. Right. Yep. Unless That's, you have other an, another support right. network that Absolutely. you can rely on. There's always friends and, and other family members you can speak with in right. the meantime. And you know who they are. You know where they're at. Mm-hmm. And uh, always, absolutely. Right. So I wanted a <laughs> quick. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Always <laughs> safety first. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first and foremost. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, no, and you're right. All right. You know, so, so yeah, we put a, a lot of focus on the fact that it is national coming out day and we put a lot of focus on all the, the positive things about coming out, but clearly there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of pain that you have to deal with in your journey to be able to come out. And so if it's not safe, as Nick has just said, don't, mm-hmm. it's okay too. It's okay to, to be you in a very um, reserved way until you're safely able to, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do, you have an entire community that is waiting to embrace you with open arms. Yeah. And, and the last thing I'll say about it is that, you know, there are networks within your personal network that you can be honest and true to. And then if there are certain people um, that you need to hold back, that's okay. You know, take your time. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be a sprint, right? And and in and to add to that, it's not even about it being a sprint. It's not even about you making sure that you know you are singing it at the top of a mountain and everybody's going to know who you are. Not everybody needs to know. It's none of their business, <laughs> unless you're like me and you can't hide it. Exactly. It's like you know the swish. It's, it just happens. Mm. You know she's swinging left to right, left to right. I swear to God, I think she has got a penis on the back of her butt too, because it Sometimes. just swings. It just swings. <laughs> but no, it, it's it's none of anybody's business, and you do it in your own time whenever you're ready. And but we're here. Yeah. The community. Yeah, here National Coming Out Day doesn't mean you have to come out. Today. Exactly. Just take that into into consideration. Remember that, you know, it's it's just a day to commemorate, right? Mm-hmm. For right. you to go back and hey, I've, you know, it happened on this day, <laughs> and it's funny because we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, "Isn't it Thanksgiving Day?" <laughs> <laughs> it is. Because, it is Thanksgiving. Because, yeah, Give no, thanks. Yeah, yeah, no, but coming out there, I thought it was usually during Thanksgiving when everybody comes home from college. You know? Oh my god! That's when you're everybody kind of yeah. That's why I, right. I automatic. I always thought that was. Technically, mom, dad, I'm yeah. gay. I have been stuffed worse than that turkey. <laughs> dear mom and dad. Dear mom and dad. Speaking of dear mom and dad, this is the perfect opportunity. If you have inklings or you want to support your children, yes, you know, just highlight. Absolutely. It's National Coming Out Day. I just wanted to like put that yeah. out to the family. You know, yeah. put it out there. And in, a, then, in a world, and then uh, your little uh, like Trish over there will be like, yeah. "It is National Coming Out Day," and guess what, mom and dad. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and remember, parents, if, if your children do come out or decide to tell you, don't go overboard. No. <laughs> don't try to, you know, don't try to make up. Don't try. Just, you know, be accepting. Keep it normal the same way you would normally do it. I, I think it's a big, big factor on how you react. Because uh, some children... Yeah, Yes, granted, you want to be supportive, right. you know, and you want to be there for them, but don't overkill. Right. But in reality, <laughs> in, in, in most cases, yeah. a lot of people don't realize this. 
your own fears work you up to the point where you believe that you're going to get the worst possible outcome, mm-hmm. and it ends up being com- something completely different. So parents may not even be reacting. It's just your reaction to your own expectations of how things were going to go mm-hmm. that really sort of kind of set the tone for how you either decide to or not to. Um, sometimes Absolutely. parents are fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the other things, too, that, you know, I want to mention for parents out there that know their kids are gay, but their kids haven't really come out and, and say. Or, like, or in or, the community. Or in the community. And, you know, they, they haven't really come out to you and said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm this way or whatever. Um, but you want to prepare yourself? There's a lot of resources. Um, if you live... You know, and I'm sure that there is some sort of, you know, LGBTQ plus center or pride center that may exist in in your vicinity that you can reach out to and they'll be more than happy to guide you through that process. And P P flag. Of course. Yeah. There's so many resources out there. And I will say, too, like, I know that I think one of the best things I ever heard on the show, and I don't remember who said it, probably me, um, (laughs) but... (laughs) No, but um, if you as a parent or a guardian um, need a minute, the best reaction is, I love you no matter what, and then take a second for yourself. Yeah, right. And Lock tell yourself them up that. in a room, tell, cry tell, if yeah. you have to. Tell them that. Don't right. don't leave them in limbo. Yeah. Right. You know what? I, I need a minute to process. I'm right. sorry. I, I Please don't be offended. You know, give me a minute to process. Right. You don't always, you know, you can't always expect the same uh, a reaction from everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know when when my granddaughter told me, "Oh, I, I'm bi," I was like, "Okay, good for you." Like, <laughs> and I think whatever. I, I think <laughs> you stupid bitch. Good yeah, for you. Good for you. I, I think you still gotta go to school tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. You still gotta sashay your ass out of my house yeah, tomorrow and go yeah, to school. Okay. Yeah. So, no, but I think it was Tony Furriolo that um, said something to that to that ex. ex it might have been Trish. Um. Yeah. True. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah but, uh, but I think you're Tony, right. I, I love Tony. Right. I Tony, I, I love you. That's yeah. my boy. Yeah, he he had mentioned something about you know um, sometimes parents don't know how to react and yeah. they want to cry and they d- lock yourself up in a room and go do what you need to do yeah. and then come you know come back get your shit together and, and then come get back a cu- take a couple of breaths and then come back out and reengage and yeah. you know but don't leave your child in limbo yeah uh, and don't push it either it's yeah. not it's not fun don't to push, push yeah. you know I love you I support you I'll be right back yeah yeah that's it. That's it. So on that note, let's end the ha- the, the first half of the show on, on that little ha- happy note. We'll take a break. And when we come back, I'm sorry, it's just, it's, it's all downhill from here. So there's um, <laughs> more. It, <laughs> yeah, there's more. It's all downhill. Yeah. So anyway, um, we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gents, we are back from our break. Thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to take that break because we needed it. And uh, all right, before we move on, I think I'm sorry to interrupt. But I know we ended on on a light note, and I and I appreciate it. But uh, being that it's National Coming Out Day, there may be some people that are still having a hard time with it. Please, 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 if you're having a hard time, if you're not feeling yourself, if you're thinking negative thoughts, our National Suicide Hotline number is nine eight eight. Please. Uh, it's not easy for a lot of us. You could uh, SMS, you can uh, chat it, website, you can look it up online. Um, <clears throat> I think it's very important. And it, you know, it kind of came up as I was, uh, uh, you know, discussing with the guys some stuff during the break, but I think it's something that I should definitely mention. If you're not feeling yourself, if you're feeling if you're having thoughts of harming yourself because of the way you are, please be aware you are loved. You are needed. If you need help, please reach out. Thank you. Sorry. I, I needed to address that. Don't <laughs> don't be sorry. Um we'll jump to that. We'll jump to that. So um this weekend, my cousin, uh her son is gay. He committed suicide Shit. on no, really? Sunday. Into Monday, she sent me a, a message at 3.45 in the morning and said, my son is dead. She didn't say which one. I didn't know. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. 
uh, it's it's not an easy thing. And Jay's right. If you are feeling that you cannot express yourself, that you cannot be who you are, who you want to be, um, <clears throat> let it out, girl. Let it out. If I've- you can't, um, you know, in a way, f- find um, comfort in, in the people that you surround yourself with, know that there are resources out there that will allow you to, in a sense, have talk a fighting to, chance. Yes, talk to someone uh, that would uh, would be able to do that. You know, we, we've seen a lot of hurt, a lot of people, a, a lot of legislation being passed in, in a lot of states that are geared towards our youth, specifically youth and um, members of our community. Thank you. that do great work and are there to support you in any which way they can. Um, It's not an easy thing to go through, right? To lose someone um, because they thought that they weren't loved, because they thought that they weren't worth it, because they thought that um, they didn't deserve to be here. And it's not an easy thing. Um, They feel like they're a burden and they don't want to bother anyone. And and that's not, that's not true. And, 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 I think, um, you know, sexuality and and coming to terms with your sexuality is a big part of that. Um, I know I had my days, you know, um, where I didn't think, you know, maybe this, this is an easy way out. Um, And when you're young, I think you don't realize, you know, once you're a little older that there's family, there's, you know, how selfish are you in a way when you take that route? Uh, but in the other hand, you know, you have to be aware that some people's mental health isn't, right. isn't all there. And, right. and the help you need is sometimes just as much as a phone call away. I told um, you this was going to go south very quickly. <laughs> I, didn't, today. I didn't know about your cousin and I'm sorry, Tommy. I, I just um, thought it was, I thought it was a you know a kind of a way to start the segment just because I know it was an appropriate um, that- way to start the segment because that's where I was going you know I I really oh, wanted wow. to to be able to to um, express my feelings uh, around this this was a, a very young man in his twenties oh, I'm sorry um, I will tell you that you know my cousin who I adore she's one of my favorite cousins why are we. Like what happened? Um, it, 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 she is one of my favorite cousins. She is one of the few cousins of the hundreds that I have, because we're a very big extended family that I'm constantly communicating with, and it hurts my soul that she lost her baby. You know that um, that she is hurting as a mother because. It's even worse that is, you know what makes it worse is that she was a total pro-supporting mother. She was there for her son. She was there. So, um, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say a few words about that. Um, So, (sighs) you know, everyone knows on the show that, you know, Matt, my college boyfriend who, you know, whatever, um, he committed suicide and, um, yeah. His family was so supportive, um, but he he had demons, right? Um, not not maybe that couldn't have been. Um, maybe he couldn't have been helped. Um, I I to this day think that um, he could have been, but had so many negative experiences with mental health providers. Right. Um, that he was afraid to continue. Um, so this may have been a case of, you know, bullying or being gay and, um, not having the support they needed, or it may have just been a case of really just needing to find the right mental health support. And I mean, there are so many, um, LGBTQ plus mental health providers out there as well. Uh, so, if you find your child not getting better, if if they're 
if it's not a bullying thing, if it's not a, if it's not uh, um, necessarily um, coming to terms with who they are, maybe it is an unbalance. Maybe it is something else. But try in every possible way to find the right mental health provider. Um, and I think I've shared this on the show. You know, Matt, Matt, Matt had been through so many, and um, there was this person he was supposed to see on the Monday um, before he committed suicide. And um, it was, for lack of a better term, they had told his parents that it was like guaranteed to help him through. And once you hit the age of 19, supposedly the rate drastically reduced reduces um and he was on that cusp right so they were really hopeful and they thought like oh this is guaranteed nothing's guaranteed but um and i'm in no way am i blaming them i think matt matt himself was so afraid of failing again right um it's it's such a complicated thing and then like you do you take into that other layer of the like the like betrayal and 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 you know the guilt and what what they've left behind and them being so young and not understanding that but sometimes people can't see past it yeah they can't see past the pain they can't see past I, I, the hurt yeah i think I, you know mental health and and being that i've worked in the mental health uh field for years and and that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what i studied it's it's hard to say that even if they got that additional help, whether that was going to help or not. Um, It's never guaranteed. It's never guaranteed. Um, Mental health, unfortunately, you don't know what, what it is, you know, because we tend to want to give a a diagnosis right off the back and, and, you know, maybe they're bipolar or maybe they're, you know, and it could be a combination of things. Um, you know, that on top of, you know, you identifying within the LGBTQI community um, adds additional stressors um, on, onto oneself. You know what I mean? And I think that that can create a, a bigger situation uh, than people know how to deal with it. I, I went through quite a few therapists myself when, when I was coming out and, you know, I wanted to tell me, oh, you're just gay. Don't worry about it. You're, you know, you're gay. And I was like, no, this doesn't feel right, you know? And I think sometimes you have to to kind of, you know, advocate better for yourself. And, and a lot of times we don't know how to. Right. Um, you know, so we kind of like take what they're telling us. Uh, I guess for me, being that I have a bit of a experience in the field that I studied it, I knew that there were more questions that weren't being answered. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult. You know, recently we went through, you know, within the past year or two, we, we lost a friend uh, to suicide. Mm-hmm. He was missing for my four or five days. And he yep. was, he was found in his basement dead um, by a mutual close friend. Um it's difficult. You don't know what a person's thinking. And, and, you know, with our friend, you know, he was going through some stuff, but there was no inkling that that was an option. No he was thing. always happy. Yeah. So you, you can't, you know, it's funny because I, it takes me back to Robin Williams all the time when I yeah. think suicide now. Isn't that sad? <laughs> Funniest yeah. guy there. Yeah. Uh, loved all his stuff. And... Boom, suicide. You know what I mean? A lot of the times, uh, some of the people that you least expect are the ones that are hurting the most. Um, Here's what I will say. Um, I'm not sure what audience will this will reach to. Um, all of you politicians out there that are constantly pushing rhetoric, banning books, passing anti- trans bills, passing anti-LGBTQ bills in all the states. This is what it ends up being. This is this is the byproduct of your efforts. Fucking stop. It has to stop. Absolutely. Because in the end, you know, those that are hurting are the people that you as 
a member of Congress or a member of your local government are sworn to protect can the I, people, your constituents. Stop it. Can I add a layer here? Yes. Florida, right? Yes. He died in Florida. Yeah. Ron DeSantis, fuck you many times over. Fuck you and your rhetoric. Fuck you and your party. Fuck you and your people. Because this is what happens when you, at a government level, whether it's state or federal, push hateful legislation like this. When forces you... our teenagers and our people and our young people to think that they have no option but other than to take their lives because they feel unwelcome, because they feel not enough, because they feel like they don't belong here. And they can have all the support in the world. But when your own government takes your basic right as a human to exist and puts that in question... It puts their minds and their ability to, to, to comprehend the fact that they are a unique individual. They belong here. It puts that in question. Absolutely. This is why that happened. We need more Mama Kims. Yeah. A lot more Mama Kims mm-hmm. in the world. A lot more Mama Dragons. Yes. A lot more Dragon Dads. Yeah. Dragon dads. Stop your fucking shit. Just stop it. Stop it. It needs to end. Yeah. You're hurting our youngsters, our youth, regardless of where they land on the spectrum. Fucking stop it. Literally, you have an entire party and a lot of, a huge faction of that party um, that is scapegoating a very vulnerable community. Yes. So that they can instigate and continue a rhetoric that Trump started so that they can find themselves in a more powerful position. Yes. And when you continue to scapegoat marginalized communities and i'm not just saying the lgbtq plus community because we've seen some shit out of florida about the african-american community the hispanic community you are creating a rhetoric where you will see and we already have seen a historic rise in suicide rates yes and violence toward marginalized communities and if these people that are you know feeding into this rhetoric Think it's okay? Fuck that. I would rather fucking get you out of this goddamn country than anyone else. All, you know, literally, this country was built on the back of immigrants, and this country continues to survive on the back of the Hispanic community. Yes. And if you continue to say, we don't have room for you, and blame, you know, different communities, then we're never getting anywhere. What you're doing is you're inciting violence. Right. Exactly. Uh, you, not only inciting violence, but you're also, you know, you, you, and Jay will cut your power. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're literally making it so that you know these individuals uh, feel like they have no no outlet, no place to go, no Absolutely. place to be, no place to belong, and that is not acceptable. Yeah. And it must change. Yeah. You know, com- coming out is hard enough as it is. You yes, fe- you're feeling outcasted to begin with. You. By the own people, yeah, yeah. by the way, you, that are sworn about, to re- represent you. Yeah, so, you as know, a group. As a, as a person that would be coming out, you know, nowadays it's not only now worried about what's going to happen at home, but what's going to happen once I leave the home. Mm-hmm. I have no place to go. I have no backing. I have no, and, you know, there is, there is backing. Please, please, please keep that in mind. There is someone out there, um, as as I always say, you know, reach out to your community centers, uh, LGBTQ centers, uh, you know, groups in your community, in your schools, because there are some schools that are still providing those services. Mm. You know, if 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 you if you're unsure, if you're unwell, you know, just need someone to talk to. Um, you know, we always give out our number here. You want to give us a call, leave a message, we will reach back out to you. You know you. We're not saying we're going to solve all your issues. No, but, but we no. can help you get on no. track yeah. or direct you in the right direction. And to flip that whole concept as well, like as allies and as community members, it's our responsibility too to reach out to people just to check in and say hi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example. This past weekend, um, 
uh, my best friend's mom, the people that I moved in with, not the trailer, the other one, uh, when I got kicked out of my house. Um, yeah, she don't want to mention the trailer at all. No, no, no. no, no. Sorry that yeah, I'm very I, stuffy right no, now, okay, but it's girl. just like... No, the, the trailer was... It, 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 it's more of a symbol for me that like yeah. that's how, how... It was a step to get to where you're at. Yeah, and, and now how... You're, you're, and, now you're pulling in millions. Yeah, well, there's that. Girl. But, <laughs> but, um, no, but what I'm saying is I, you know, I got a phone call from uh, my best friend's mom, um, Britt Maya, and... Um, she just wanted to call because she was a little concerned about me. And I was like, oh, what's going on? Why are you concerned? She's like, Nick, you haven't dated in a long time. Like, <laughs> well, like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? <laughs> we ended up having a very long conversation about things that I'm dealing with, like my body image issues and some other stuff. Um, and, and that phone call meant the world to me. Right. It's not that she was concerned. that And I it was could gonna... be the difference. Yeah. too. And it's not that she was concerned that I was going to hurt myself, but she was just concerned about my well-being and like, it's a it's a genuine concern, and it shows that somebody loves and cares for yeah, you. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think I think that's you know, calls that we think are minimal or you know, menial in, in a in a way, just calling to say, "What's up? Hey, what's up? I haven't heard from you in a while. Are you okay, bitch? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for real. Yeah, for I real. See, yeah, I see your Facebook is kind of dry. Are you right. getting laid? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Everything's dry. Yeah, it's honey, everything is dry and flaking. Dry. Everything is drying and flaking. Yeah, but you know, you also have to remember, Nick, with you, with you. I know dating has been a, a bit of an obstacle, but you're also uh, career bound, mm, and, right. and you're you're dedicated to your career. And and when you see individuals that have a career and are dedicated to what they're doing, and and they want to be the best. Dating becomes second option, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Once you get more money, I'll divorce and come find you. Right? (laughs) No, no, yeah. No, I think (laughs) while I appreciate that and agree with that, I think, I think, I think more of it comes down to the fact that, like, I, I don't have, I, I, I you don't don't, have the time. I don't have the time, and when it comes to me personally, it's I want to have a connection with somebody before. Before there's any intimacy, and a lot of people in our community don't they they, they don't jive with that, and right. so I, I find it hard to actually you know enjoy myself on a date or enjoy myself on a second date without having the pressure of like oh okay so we have I got to put out tonight. Yeah. right plus there's there's that other dynamic too that you know you still have to go see Doctor G and get that situation taken care of oh um, yeah so yeah. Make you a new, make well, you a new again. Tom, <laughs> Tom, let me just tell you that, like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> here's what I say: I I'm very thankful every day for these two bitches uh, because we may do the show. This is all you get to see as individuals, right? What we put out, but these bitches are support every day, in and out. You know, it's like we're always texting each other. We're always. You know, or my nine thousand memes and messages on Facebook, Instagram. Like I swear to God, like could you, Jay? You please slow it the fuck down. After eleven o'clock, I don't send any messages. You lie. I got one at like three in the morning. That was like on a weekend. Come on, bitch. (laughs) But but it happens. No, but but you know, in all seriousness, you know, given the emotional roller coaster that we just went through as as a group and as a team. Um, it's a lot, and you know, and you know what makes me sad that we haven't learned our lesson, right? That given everything that's happened, all the, the the people that we have that that we look up to. One last thing that I will say is that you know, not so not a couple of days ago, October six, marked twenty five years since our um, Matthew oh, Shepard was murdered. Okay, right? He's murdered, tied to a fence post, beaten. All senseless, almost to the point of death, and left there to die. Right? And didn't Mama Kim go visit? I believe she did. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And you know, unfortunately, he died six days later. So October sixth was the day that the, the the situation you know happened. These two murderers beat him up, tied him to a fence, left him in a field in Laramie, Wyoming. And on October twelfth, he passed away. And that's coming up. So I, I wanted to make sure that we commemorate that. And, you know, 
Shepard's murder really brought national and international attention to hate crimes. That's that, tomorrow. Yeah, and and you know that happens. Not only did, did that you know bring awareness at, at at a state level, but also it did at a federal level, and it was very important to to understand that what happened to Matthew was unacceptable, and that we needed to do something. And you know, as a result of of his death, and then subsequently the hard work of his mother you know when you think about what this woman took this tragedy she lost her son she literally made it her mission to ensure that in a sense her son's death the loss of her beloved son was going to mean something that she was going to work hard day in day out and make sure that Eventually, we got to a place where we would condemn, right, hate crimes like this. And her work and her dedication and the subsequent founding of the Matthew Shepard Foundation and the passing of the 2009, um, you know, act in Congress that, that was, in a sense, named the Matthew Shepard and uh, James Byrd Jr. Hate Crime Prevention Act made it, you know, law that crimes like these would, would be prosecuted as hate crimes. And it has allowed for us to to really look at his death through a lens that gives us, gives his death purpose in a sense, you know. And the saddest things of the saddest thing of all of his death, not only you know did we finally see Congress, our national government, our local governments pass legislation to to condemn these hate crimes twenty five years later we're now seeing states and even our own national government trying to enact anti lgbtq legislation like how do we go from one extreme to the other right and it hurts. It hurts because it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to be where we are today knowing what we have had happen in the past. 25 years ago, it's hard to say. You know, and it, it, and you know what troubles me the most? That this poor mother, she spent her entire life worried about the fact that her son would not be able to rest in peace where he was originally laid to rest. And worked tirelessly to figure out a way to protect her son, even in death. That is the love of a mother. And 20 years after his death, he was finally interred at the Washington National Cathedral. And where he, he now lays to rest in peace under the protection, whatever that means, of a church that, in theory, condemned who he was as a human. Let that sink in. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, it was a loaded second half. Yeah. I no. told you. I told you it was. Um, Everybody. I, I, you said we were going downhill. I didn't know we were going to go oh, in a, we in were a going steep down. incline with no brakes. Yeah, he, I mean, no um, break. Honey, I cut the lines. Yeah, yeah, she did. And you know what? Always welcomed. Yeah. Always welcome. Because we need to these are these are the tough and hard conversations we yeah. need to have. I you know, it affects us all. It does. Yeah. You know, and it's not just people out in our audience and nationally, but here at home as well. Yeah. You know, and it, and it's tough and it, and it's something we need to definitely address and, and <clears throat> It's it's a mouthful. <laughs> it's a mouthful. So be, before we let you go tonight, because I think I, I think it's time. I'm yeah. emotionally drained at this point. Yes. To continue any forward, uh, any further, any further. Thank you. Um, I will say this: we have elections coming up in three weeks, yes. November seventh. Study your candidates. Know what they stand for. Know what you're going to vote for. And understand that what you do going forward has instant, instant 
ramifications yeah. for where you live locally. Forget about national politics. Think about who Start you're putting at in home. office. Start at home. Because that is what affects you as an individual, yes. as a human, as a member of any community, any marginalized community. Know who your candidates are. Know what they stand for. Know what they support. And make the right decisions. And definitely get out there and vote come November 7th. Because yeah. it's coming. Absolutely. Three weeks from now. So. Yeah. I guess the last thing I would say is I wish... I wish that any person that um, continues that negative rhetoric or, you know, stands on the side of, I don't necessarily think all Republicans are bad, but stands on the side of conservatism where, where it's actually hurting people. Um, the only thing I could say to you is that like, I wish you can have the experience that I had, and I wish you could go to where Matthew Shepard was tied tied up and leave flowers, knowing that he's the reason that I can be who I am and so open about who I am. Um, uh, on the back of a dead kid, I get to be open and proud. Right. And that's fucked up. Oh my god, Tom! What the fuck? I'm sorry. I I I, I understand. I understand. Uh, no, it happens. We do this every once in a while. Yeah, we do. Uh, we, we we get into our emotions, and it happens. Happy National and... Coming Out Day. <laughs> right. So this is supposed to be a good occasion for many of us, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's not always. It's, it's not, not always, always, and we need good. to and, live with that reality. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's reality. I mean, coming out isn't always going to be. Accepted and, and welcomed, mm-hmm. but and it's also important that we honor out. the past. Yeah. You know, we stick honor the out. people that 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 be you. Be proud of who you are. Yeah, you know, it's it's not always uh, peaches and cream in the beginning. No, and it's not uh, always TVs and closets. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, right. So just remember that, and you know, something it's a bumpy road, and a lot of the times it you know gets a little better as time goes by, and people realize what's going on. Um, you know, just, just keep your head above water, reach mm-hmm. out. If you're feeling like you're, you can't move forward, reach out, ask people for help. You can't be home, spend the night with your friends. You know, that, that one night out of the house can mean a world of a difference. Um, and I think we need to move forward. Yes. We love do. you girls and uh, I guess we're I moving on to Mama Kim's yes we're gonna t- toss it <laughs> Mama over Kim's to Trish minute, Trish do you need a Get minute your shit to take together. a <laughs> she's fine she's fine let's give her her alright everybody here's Mama Kim's minute alright number one raising my son has taught me that unconscious gender bias runs deep it does number two queer men flock to these secret 18th century gay clubs to mingle have sex and mock straight people yes we do that all the time <laughs> we still do number yes, three do. i think i'm gonna say this wrong but savan stevens Sa- yeah savan 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 stevens uh shares heartbreaking tribute to his late partner oh so those stories will be posted obviously on tonight's post you can access that post by going to gaytalk20.com under show episodes. And uh, I'm going to toss it over to Jaybird right, for day on this day in gay history. All right. Our first national coming out day was October 11th, 1988 in the good old U.S. of A. Uh, Rob Eichberg and Gene O'Leary come up with the with the idea after the October 11th, 1987 march on Washington for gay and lesbian rights. And that's how this all came to be. That's right. You know, there's been a couple of marches that um, have occurred since that, um, you know, faithful march. We had an opportunity to... But they didn't have mimosas, so... Yeah, but we made our mimosas. We we yeah. recorded a whole episode in a freaking hotel room with fun. mimosas and drinks. Still waiting and, for that. And Chris was like... <laughs> You know, shirtless. Oh, that was in Washington D.C. Yeah, of course, but, he was shirtless. Yeah, I think we should take a trip. We we should. We've pack been up saying the this for a while, so it'll happen. I think we need to stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. And let's be about it. Yeah, gay talk credit card, Tom. 
<laughs> These bitches. <laughs> bitches. All right, Jaybird, over right. to you. As always, if you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite broadcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered straight right to your favorite devices or web browsers as soon as the episode is published. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our listeners, can help to support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. We want to go on a trip, girls. Come on, donate. Let's go. <laughs> support a trip. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nick, over to you. Actually, no. It's still you? Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, next week. Oh, <laughs> I shit. I was like, it's probably yeah. not we Why booked, are you doing yeah, this to him? We booked some talent. Holy crap. <laughs> next week, we welcome Dr. Abby or Abby? You know, honestly, I think it's Abby. Sorry, Abby. Um, Mendelssohn? Mendelssohn. Dr. MD, Mendelssohn. Dr. Dr. Mendelssohn, to talk about his work on gender-affirming voice surgery and his continued work on expanding gender-affirming care for those in need. That's awesome. Which yeah. is great yeah. because, you know, given all the uh, legislation we've been seeing, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's going to be much needed. Absolutely. So. Trisha Yearwood. <laughs> all right, everybody. It's you. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you. All right, everybody. God forbid you don't give her a fairy dust. Thank you. Get the Future Method and all other products today. All products are doctor-developed, and now you can clean out without hurting your bum. Take confidence anywhere with the anal powder packs and increase your stretch goals with the three-piece anal dilation kit. Yes, Tom, it's four for you. We're waiting on the fourth. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum accessory today. You're nasty, but I love you. And as always, it is time to put a ring on it. And our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Oh, sorry, I'm crying still. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom, take it away. This is probably going to be one of the most nasally closers that I've ever done in my life. Uh, So uh, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website, click on the Contact Us tab, which is located at the top of your web browser. There you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host, and you can also call us and leave us a voice message with any questions that you may have. Our phone number is 334-GAY-TALK, and if you need out of all of those digits, blah, blah, blah. it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. We invite you to join us on Patreon because you can access the live stream video version of the show. We don't do an audio version anymore. And uh, yeah, 6 p.m. on Wednesday. So... I want to thank you all for joining us on this roller coaster of a ride emotional episode. Uh, thank you, ladies and gents. Y'all have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more dish. <laughs>